What is up, everybody? Welcome back to One Hour with Santi. And this week, we're going to be talking about the new theme park that's coming up within the next few years. And it's the newest park yet in Orlando. And I'm going to be talking about the one, the only, Epic Universe. And some more information and a little bit of a surprise later on today. So... Be prepared! Sorry, I tried to imitate Scar, but we're not talking Disney today. We're talking Universal. So we'll be right back after this amazing Islands of Adventure song! Take it away! Alright, and welcome back from our little break. In case if you're wondering where that song originally came from, it came from Islands of Adventure, which is the entrance song you'll hear once you enter to that park. And we'll go from there. So today is going to be much different. We're going to be talking speculation and stuff like that. We've done it before, but this time, something that's not even done yet. 
So, this week, I'm going to be talking about Epic Universe, which is Universal's newest park coming within the next few years, in 2025 being the earliest. Now, why 2025? Well, here is the situation. With COVID coming around, it was original. well, before it came around, actually, um, it was slated to open in 2023, which is a couple years from now, and construction would have been in progress this whole time, but due to the shutdown and COVID striking heavy, um, it got delayed for a year, and it was completely deserted. All the progress that was made was the groundbreaking and that one little tree they planted, and that was it. But recently, um, sometime earlier this year, they announced that they'll restart construction, bringing back hopes of this park coming to this area. And and it's going to be the, one of the most unique experiences you'll ever get to be a part of. So from this map that I'm looking at right now, it has plenty of amazing of attractions. Um, and it's divided into a few areas. So its layout is basically like um basically like Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom with the hub in the center and then it splits off into different areas. Whereas like Islands of Adventure for example does it completely different when it comes to the layout being the whole circle. But with this one, it's divided into four different areas. The first area being Super Nintendo World, next Universal Monsters, next their own Wizarding World, and then How to Train Your Dragon. Now, just to be clear to you, that Super Mario, or excuse excuse me, Super Nintendo World is official. All the others are still in the develop, development and still rumored. And honestly, I hope um, I hope that all of these will happen because they have unique ride experiences that you'll get to experience. And then it's also... Um, conjoined by the central hub that also features a couple of attractions most notably a space themed racing coaster and then there's another um, attraction near the center and i've counted all the rides in this park there's actually about like 13 rides in this park coming from this map here and it's all rumors nothing is official except super nintendo world it will house like three coasters, well, four technically because the space-themed roller coaster in the central hub has um, two tracks. And I'm hoping it'll be separate completely. So I don't know, but it's all rumors and it's not all official yet. And this park also houses a hotel, which could be expensive, very expensive actually, because... It's adjacent right against the park. And if you get the view of it 
oh, the prices are going to be through the roof. When, and honestly, I would get an annual pass if they provide um, one for Epic Universe. I mean, this park, it looks amazing. I can picture it in person, seeing how it is and with trees surrounding it and then all the immersive areas. I mean, it just looks amazing just from thinking about it. And of course, they also have future expansions for certain areas. Now, I'm going to be going area by area, and we're going to be starting off with um, Super Nintendo World. Now, there's already one in existence in Japan, and there's one um, that's being constructed in Hollywood, and that's something I would love to experience. And it's easy for me to explain what this area will consist of because um, Super Nintendo World is basically confirmed. It already houses two familiar rides that I'm familiar with, which is the Mario Kart Dark Ride, which is honestly... I've seen the POV videos. If you haven't, check it out. Um, it's not what I expected at all. I thought it was going to be like a test track kind of ride where it goes extremely fast. But it's not. It's more like Men in Black and Cat in the Hat with, with it being slow and going in circles. But it is a great um, so-called shooting ride. It's pretty interactive. And I like the way they put together the... Um, AR goggles that they provide to make all the other racers be existent and put them in the screens and the physical set. And I thought that's amazing. And then with the Yoshi Omnimover ride, um, that ride is, oh, I've heard it is short. I mean, the, the area itself is pretty immersive, but it doesn't tell a story. Um, it's like I didn't get a hundred percent of it, but it does give you good view a good view of the park, and overall it's just a short ride. I mean, it 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 will definitely be fun for kids, and I personally would enjoy it. But that that is something that I would not be riding every single time though. But um, you know, just once in a blue moon, I'll try it. I'll ride it out, and we'll go from there. And um. And they and I like the way they have all the um different colored Yoshis. And you know, I thought it's just amazing. You can also check out the, that POV is also released also. And you could check it out. And it's available in Japan if you ever want to ride those two rides. But the main difference from this area to the other two is that this one has a Donkey Kong roller coaster. Yes, it is going to be expanded eventually at Japan, but the but Epic Universe might get it first. Now, the Donkey Kong coaster has this great technology where it makes you um believe that you're actually on the tracks that it's that the minecart's on and it has this mechanism that if Let's say the um, you have to jump like you've seen uh, movies where they feature minecarts and you have to like jump over a big 
um, gap or something, they make it real. They make it actually jump where it raises your vehicle up. And I thought it's a great idea with all that aspect and just hope it's a great ride. And so far from what I'm looking at, these three rides right here, they look fantastic. And two of them are existing already. Next, we have the Universal Monsters area. Now, this one is not confirmed. It has um, a high-tech dark ride, which is assumingly going to be similar to the Forbidden Journey at Islands of Adventure with the same robo-arm and the same or similar um, aspect of that ride. Um, now, I'm not crazy with Universal Monsters, honestly, but I do like the concept and the idea of this whole um, thing incorporated. And plus, many people do love it. So, and it is a, and it does feature um, classical Universal movies that um, include, I believe, well, there's Frankenstein that's featured, um, and then, you know, there's plenty, of, there's, that's the main one I remember, um, but Universal's well known for Halloween Horror Nights too, and that's probably the permanent Halloween Horror Nights thing, since it features a lot of monsters, and it also has a rumored show coming along, and some quick service restaurants and shops, and all of these places will have restrooms and shops, and, um, and some stuff that's not even um, official yet or announced. So, but they are building stuff here. So, I hope none of this changes from what I'm looking at. Now, moving on to their own Wizarding World, it's going to be completely different from Harry Potter. It does feature the wizardry, and it has two. Um, attractions coming along and there's going to be one where you're i believe you're going to be flying on the famous broomsticks that you're going to be flying on or something and you'll have the vr goggles or something i mean that's from what i'm thinking and the other one i'm not sure exactly what that one is but but there's but it's going to be um two rides then they'll have their own show and then, of course, their own quick service restaurant. And, you know, I don't have much to explain here. I mean, coming from the information that I'm looking at, um, you know, it's just very fake right here. I mean, eventually, I hope that everything will be confirmed. Again, this is all rumors, so it's nothing that everything is official. But if um, if I do uh, find any um, anything that's official, then I might post this tom or use this topic topic again in the future. Sorry, I can't talk straight. Um, okay, so the next area I'm gonna be mentioning how to train your dragon. Now, this is the area that has a lot. This is, it looks huge from what I'm looking at. Not because of the angle of this map that you can find online, but or the concept art, but it it looks pretty massive. 
I mean, there's plenty more rides here. I mean, they have their own dragon coaster there. And then there's two Skyfly rides, which are those spinning rides that um, spin around and then the seats uh, go upside down. And there's two of those things. I thought that's pretty cool. And this is more like um, a kid's area kind of thing because it has their own playground. And then um, they have a meet and greet. I mean, of course, many of these areas will have meet and greets. And then they have the stage show. And they also have their own um, water splash battle boat ride that you can find similar to Legoland which is the Battle of Bricksburg, I believe. It'll be similar to that, and you will get soaked on it. And again, with the restaurants and shops, and um, and it, it just looks overall amazing. I thought, and I thought this would be a great addition. I mean, there's many fans out there, and plus, How to Train Your Dragon is a great trilogy. I love those movies; they're great. Um, and moving on from there, and next, it'll be the central hub, or should I say last. Now, again, this is the main point of this area, of this whole park, and it does feature a bunch of restaurants and shops again, and has two attractions. Now, if, if you notice, like, towards the center of the park, where in the dome I believe personally that that dome attraction will be a carousel now the main thing that would be really cool is that if it's completely indoors like well not making it too dark I believe but just from looking at it it's inside a dome like it's glass or maybe or maybe it'll be see-through. Like, it'll have glass walls all around, maybe. I don't know. But it's rumored. And it's unknown. But that's what it currently looks like. And I've heard it from other people who posted um, videos that they say that what could be um, the attraction. And you know what? I just remembered something. Going back to the um, Wizarding World of... what of the wizards and whatnot whatnot um the dark ride what i'm assuming is that you're gonna be flying right i think i don't well you know what hold on give me one second okay so this VR attraction is actually the one that you'll be facing down and you'll be wearing your goggles, right? And then you'll be flying. You'll be actually flying. And then there will be a screen that will be that will be right below you. And I got myself mixed up a little bit because I thought that dark the other one would be like that. But no, it's the VR one. Now, I could be wrong on this, but, and yes, this is not professional of me, and I do apologize about that, but anyways, it'll be face down, it'll be like Manta, right, and you'll, you'll be, um, 
it's a motion simulator ride. And again, you have the screen right below you and you have those VR goggles, which I thought is a very great way of using technology. Now let's go back to the hub. And again, do apologize about that, but let's move on. Let's forget about it. Now, they also have the last attraction I'm going to be mentioning is this space-themed racing coaster. Now, it looks pretty massive. It's like, it looks like it's the only coaster you'll see in the park. But no, there's two others. Again, there's the Donkey Kong one, and then there's the How you How to Train Your Dragon one. This one, I mean, the Epic Universe, think about it. It's actually themed to space. Now, we don't know exactly if it's going to be one full track. I mean, if you look up like West Coast Racers, which is a roller coaster that is one huge track, except it duels, or Twisted Colossus at Magic or Magic um, Mountain at Six Flags, both of those coasters are there. But you should definitely um, check that out, and um, or either that or it'll be completely separate, which I actually hope for because. I would like to ride it twice, and it is a racing coaster, and it looks like it'll have inversions, which means that they go upside down a few times, and it it looks like a really long ride on top of it, and it looks fun, and I would definitely want to ride it, and the building that they have for it that's provided, it looks like it's going to be huge. I mean, it's going to be immersive, guys. This park as a whole is going to be immersive, and... And overall, this park it just looks amazing. I would love to visit it. Now, would I get an annual pass for this place? Heck yeah. Now, I'll have to wait a few years. And due to the pandemic, it pushed it back bit, big time. Caused so many delays. And it made people think that Epic Universe will be gone. And then rumors came around where... They were going to replace um, some areas in the two parks that are that we currently have. Um, and Epic Universe, again, is completely unique. Now, I did hear that they'll be expanding something for Super Nintendo World. But it makes me also wonder what else they could put into this park. And you want to know what I would like to see? In the future, well, of course, I would like to see all four of these areas, plus bring back the retro stuff, the amazing rides that people loved. They could bring back Back to the Future, which is a fan favorite big time, and I honestly would have loved it if I had the chance to ride it, but I never went to Universal when I was a little boy, and I was six years old. Six years old at the time, and I wasn't into rides at all. So, with that being done, another ride that could be um, added there is probably um, Twister, Ride It Out, which is a really good one. And then they could put Jimmy Neutron. It'll be it's basically gonna be retro or amazing rides that have been removed from Universal. They could just modify them and bring them back 
to this area. That's something that I would like to see in the future. And if possible, I hope they can bring back Dragon Challenge. I mean, honestly, it's in the scraps right now. In case if you're wondering what Dragon Challenges are doing, dragons, they are. They were two roller coasters that would intertwine with one another and make these near misses. And they were well-loved and well-known until they closed like three or four years back. I had the chance to ride one of them, but it had a long wait. So, And we had limited time at like a few years back when I went to Universal. I was pissed off and I never got the chance to ride it. But luckily, I did get to ride something that's that replaced it, which is even better fit for the area. Um, but that's something that they can add there. Although they do have um, another set of dueling coasters there. But it would be nice to have more than one dually. Am I right? <laughs> it would be nice. But um, yeah, that's all I would... Expect in the future at Epic Universe. And coming up next, we'll be talking my favorite attractions. Yes, I'm going to be going from park, one park, from Islands of Adventure first. And that, yes, that's a surprise. I'm going to be talking all of my favorites from the worst to the best and... We'll go from there, and it'll be all of my opinion. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Hello everybody and welcome back to One Hour with Sati. And in case if you're wondering what that song is, it's from Alex the Housecat and it's from, called Sequel to Sub. You should definitely check it out. And if you're familiar with Midnight Club 2, then you de- definitely heard the song. And that was their chance of hearing it. So right now I'm going to be talking my top favorite rides. So I'm going to be going through a list of the top 16 rides at Islands of Adventure. It will not include the Pterodon Flyers or the new Velocicoaster that is coming. But I've written everything else. So to start things off, I'm going to be going from the worst rides of the mall to the best. Now, these are strictly my opinion. And I, of course, you probably heard me say some of this stuff back on the first episode of me mentioning of Islands of Adventure. But um but yeah, let's get started. So the worst attraction here, which I believe it well a lot of people might agree on this, and it's Stormforce Accelatron. Now it's kid friendly, that's a good way. It I mean they need plenty of kid rides for these parks, right? Well as for this it's not themed well enough. I mean, if you look at the queue for the outside, it's just regular, just like a regular queue. Like, there's no theming at all whatsoever. And, I mean, all there basically is is just comic strips. And and then the ride itself, I mean, it's good. But if you look in the ceiling... It it looks like it has a little bit of spider webs and it's all black with just lights on it. And wish they could add like some color with it or something. Although they do, the main theming they have is this ray that's sticking out in the middle. And the teacups look a little bit too basic. Just purple and yellow, nothing too special. Just the X's in the back that are... um thematic in the back and and I believe Stormforce or Storm excuse me um I think she's part of X-Men I don't remember but um but you know that's pretty much it and the ride is just okay and it does have thematic music with it during the ride it just right now hasn't been used for months and I personally believe they should reopen it back up because um, everything else is open and they need more kid rides. So that's that. The next ride I'm going to be mentioning at number 15, um, is the Forbidden Journey. Now, don't get pissed off with me, people. Now, <laughs> now here's the thing about this. Um, I'm no Harry Potter fan, although I do like that other Harry Potter rides, which I'll mention later, but... With this, it's. I like the ride system that it uses, like the swinging arm, and it makes it look like the you make it stop at when you're at the televised screens. But the truth is, is that you don't stop moving continuously throughout the ride, and I like the screen portions, and it shows the um. The parts of the um, 
I don't know. It's like with Harry, you're flying with Harry Potter, basically. I like, I like that aspect of that, and the main problem with that ride is that it has the um, the thematic events throughout the ride, like for example, with the big spiders, um, the Dementors were scary, um, the dragon that breathes right in front of your face that's scary also, and um. For me, at least. I mean, people do love it, and they love to be frightened. So, now again, I do like the ride system and all that, and I like the queue. And at least one time I waited in line, but I didn't ride the ride because of how scary it was. My friend went on it by itself, by himself, which he didn't mind. He thought it was insane as, as I thought it was. And... You know, it's something that I wouldn't do every single time. So, yeah. Now, the next ride, number 14, is going to be the Kero Susao, which was really nothing special. I mean, it has a unique cat character. They have the unique carousel with the animals, and I like the way they have the spinning gears at the top, and the music is in sync with the ride mechanism itself. And... You see, with this one, um, it has the um, their own sushi animals, and some of them you could pull your, their necks and they go back and forth. And the main thing with this is that you have to wear a belt on it, and I didn't do that. I sat in one of those um, chairs, and then there were like a a set of chairs that they provide like if you're in a car or something and one time I wrote it or the only time actually that I've written it was when somebody didn't put the belt on and the worker was pissed off and she couldn't put it on obviously because the ride was going so I mean, I could see the look on that worker's face as she's, like, really pissed off with it. And, um, and overall, it's, it's just okay. I mean, I, again, I prefer that over the Forbidden Journey, so why not? <laughs> but coming in at number 13, we have the Cat in the Hat. Now, a lot of you may say that this is the worst Brian in the Park, I post, I honestly like all of these rides, most of these rides, but with Cat in the Hat, um, I mentioned this before in that one video, um, it's very outdated, the animatronics need a lot of work, I mean, this ride needs a big refurbishment, now, and other people say it also, and... They did what Disney doesn't do is that they reveal the ceiling at the top, which exposes all the lights and the blackness in the top. And then, and your main focus is to like look in the sides where the animatronics are, and listen to the whole story. And I remember some of the um, what is it? Some of the um parts of the ride where the sound quality isn't as good as the others 
I mean, you may know the story. I mean, it's a great um, message type theme ride. And it's very popular. Um, and it's great for kids. Just wish they can make a huge overhaul with this ride. And it looks like it's going to be staying there permanently with Cat in the Hat. Because they have this huge hat that's built on the building. And so... I don't know if they'll ever work on it. But rumors are is that it's going to be staying the way it is. There's nothing that we can do about it. Um, moving on to one fish, two fish, coming in at number 12. Um, now, one fish, two fish is, uh, is, again, those spinning rides that go up but down. You control the fish and... The main thing that's good about this is that it's pretty interactive and it has this song that tells you to go up or down. Now, the thing with me is that every time I listen to those videos of watching One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish, um, that, my friends, in my opinion, the song is a bit annoying. Just a little bit. You want to know why? Well, again, with the song. So... I mean, I can't imagine um, writing the ride without the music. I mean, they it's probably needed. Um, I don't even know if it... I, mean, I don't even know if you have to listen to it because they could probably uh, spray water at different points. So... So that's that. And then, coming out at number 11, we have the Flay of the Hippogriff... Which, nothing against this, but, um, I mean, the roller coaster is great. You're flying on a hippogriff, but the main thing with this is that it doesn't have much theming in the queue either. I mean, one fish, two fish, and the carousel cell, I mean, they're part of the, um, this whole Seuss landing, and... And with the flight of the hippogriff, I mean, there's not much theming throughout the queue, except with the main thing being the hippogriff itself. And, um, and you know, it's, it's a good ride. It's just a good ride. And it's a kid coaster, and I prefer coasters over everything. But there's other rides that are better, so... Moving on to number 10, and in, in my own shock, um, Kong is probably one of the least favorite rides. I mean, now, here's the thing. I would ride Kong if it had like a five-minute wait. I mean, the ride itself is good. I mean, they've done a great job with... Not only copying it from Hollywood, but making it even longer and adding show scenes and making the story bigger. And um, and I like the tricks, the way they look. It looks fantastic. And, and I like the technology that it uses to stay in the same course throughout the entire ride. And... And now, um, and another great thing about this is that it has a great Kong 
animatronic, and it's, you know, it's overall a great ride. And now the the, the reason of five minute wait, well, it's because of the queue. Now I mentioned this all this stuff before, with the queue of Kong. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It has, um, this very dark. Um, aspect of the ride what that means is that um while you're waiting there's this one room where they have this old lady animatronic that's um that looks devilish to me and like if she's homeless or whatever or like a goblin or something i don't even know but um Oh, I forgot his name from Lord of the Rings. But anyways, um, with that being said, um, and another scary aspect of it is that they have scare actors, which thankfully I don't even know if they still do it. I mean, it's been a little while since I've written it. And um, the last couple times um, we didn't write it because it had a long wait. So... With that being said, um, now we are, and also, as you enter into the inside portion, um, it does have this hole that you look into, and it also features the scare actor in its televised, and it's like you look in that hole, he does some noise, and scares the heck out of you. I mean, for real, it does. Um, but yeah, that's just my personal opinion on the Kong. And the next area will be, or excuse me, the next ride that's coming at number nine is the Seuss Landing Trolley. Now, the thing with this one is that this is prob- this is my favorite ride of the area. And I've written both tracks. The purple track shows you more of the outside portion of Seuss Landing as it goes around the Carol Seussel and you see the cat in the hat and one fish, two fish wire at it. And it also um, goes and views the lagoon. Now as for the blue one, it goes inside Circus McGurkis, which is a restaurant, and then um, it shows you a little bit of the outside, not as much as the other, and it goes over the lagoon also. Now, what do I personally think about this ride? It's good. It's okay. I mean, I usually think it is a roller coaster, but I don't think it is at the same time because, um, I mean, it doesn't go too fast, so... And every time I walk under it, it felt like there's, like, electricity or something. Like, it's constantly coming out. And every time I walk underneath it, they have, like, these big wheels that are, like, a little bit exposed. It's like, was that intentional? Did they do it like that? I And, um... I mean, actual... I'm talking, like, actual regular wheels. Now, coming in 
at number nine, we had, or excuse me, number eight, um, we are going to talk about Ripsaw Falls. Now, from this point on, these are like the greatest um, thematic rides that make Islands of Adventure. Now, uh, the Seuss Trolley Kong, or actually, um, coming from Kong and up, the top ten are the best rides in the park. Um, and possibly number 15, Forbidden Journey. A lot of you guys will put probably put this higher on your list, but it's at the bottom for me for Isles of Adventure. Now, let's talk about Ripsaw Falls. Um, it does tell a story, and the ride is pretty long, and it's pretty unique. Now, it's one of those log films that has a lap bar, right? And... And the queue for it is long also. And it is one of the popular rides, especially when it's warm outside. And it guarantees that you will get wet. And um, and there's many moments where you do get wet. Like there's three drops on it. Um, and you know, it, it, does, it does tell a great story of Dudley Do Right. And how it's all saved at, towards the end. And... Um, you know it's hard to explain with this ride because I'm not from again um I'm not familiar with these characters but um but why at the bottom of the three um great uh water rides I mean this ride is great I like it but this is something that I wouldn't ride every time especially when it's cold I mean I remember, I remember one time getting off another water ride and I wore jeans. I didn't have any clothes to change to. It was a nightmare. And so with um, the Ripsaw Falls, it's very cartoonish and and um, yeah, it's hard to explain. And then you go, like, as you enter into the first um, section of the ride, after you get out of the station, it's, like, black and white. It's basically like you're traveling back in time to witness um, the great story in person. And then you climb up this lift hill, which is even, which is a bit rough, if you ask me, as you go up. I mean, it hurts. And... And then you go up, and then you go to the outside portion, and and then you see a little bit of the outside, and then um, then you see another show scene, and then outside again, and then you're coming back inside, and then, I mean, it's hard to explain. you got to watch the video itself. I'm just speaking the general stuff here. And then... Um, there's a drop on the indoors. It's a surprise drop. It's where he says, I lost my train of thought. And then the train comes in at you. And you go down, then up, and then you hit the water. And this time you're a little bit lower. You do see the outside a little bit. And then you approach another drop that goes to ground level. And that's where it gets you really wet. 
Now, and then makes you go around, make a turnaround and go into the biggest uh, lift of them all. And then at certain points, they do um, wet you in this, they have this fall, waterfall section, and you do get wet there if it's on, is a guarantee. And then once you reach the top, you either go left or right, and then you fall down, and then there's lit, an airtime hill, and then there's a splashdown, and then there's a final show scene, and that's it. I mean, I pretty much remember the general part of the ride, but I don't remember the story of it. That's the main thing why it's so down here. So coming at number seven, um, we have Popeye's Bluetooth Barges. And this one, great story. The last time we wrote it, my goodness, it it was crazy. So when we wrote this, um, we got every single wet spot. Like all the pipes, waterfalls, you name it. I got the worst. Again, this is the ride that I wore jeans on. And those are the worst clothes to get wet with. And on top of that, I had a cotton shirt, which takes forever to dry. And so, yeah, enough talk about my experiences. But with this one, it is pretty well-themed throughout the ride. And um tells a great story. And, um, and, you know, it's it's just great. And next we have the Jurassic Park, which is another um, great water ride. This one's long. And now the first part of it, it shows the, get the tour of the dinosaurs, which is pretty calming. But then the thing, but after that, everything gets like super exciting when everything goes into chaos. I mean, it relates to the movie, right? It, well, after it goes inside this restricted area, there's dinosaurs fighting over his shirt, and then there's one velociraptor coming down on you, and then you start climbing up this long lift hill, and that's when everything goes downhill. And, um, and after that, we go to splash down a little bit, make a turnaround, and then that's when we be dealing with this huge dinosaur. It's coming right at you. And, and then you drop down, which is the best part of the ride, Sometimes you do get really wet on this. There are some, there's some times where you just get a little bit of a sprinkle of water on your head. And with me, I never got wet too bad on this. Um, just the main problem is that you sit on wet seats. And most of the time you'll get your um, butts wet on top of it. So... That's why, um, that's the way it is. And, um, and you know, overall, it's, it's just a amazing ride. And you should definitely check that out. And it is popular most of the time in, well, 
it's definitely in the warm weather that's when it gets the really long wait time and and then there are times where it does get popular even not at the warmest times so do keep that in mind um the next ride we're coming down to our top five and coming in at number five is dr doom which is a a shot tower ride and there's two of them and um you know the queue it's real themed um has those like once you enter to the ride it is pretty cold you deal with those three robots that are quadriplegic like they don't move at all and um and then you go into this small room where you go through split tracks a little bit and then you enter another room where they have this big tv that shows like the backstory on how dr doom started this whole thing and safety instructions also and um that's when you start climbing up and after that you um they choose whichever sides you want or for you excuse me and um and then you wait until the sliding doors open and you approach your seats you have your harnesses there make sure you take off all loose articles and um then they start the ride with this great um soundtrack of dr doom talking to you and um and then you start up which is the m- m- exciting part of the ride and then it calmly uh carries you down and so with that being said it's overall a great ride in my opinion it's very short though but that's why it's at number five now coming in at number four um we have the hogwarts express now this ride takes you to universal right you need the park to park ticket to experience this now I'm not talking about Express as a whole, but I'm talking from um, Islands of Adventure to Universal. If I had to pick the two, I would prefer from Universal to Islands. But we'll talk about that as we discuss our top favorites with Universal side. Now, Hogwarts Express from Islands of Adventure to Universal. I mean, the queue and all is not... As thematic as the other station, um, not as iconic. You're basically just underneath the station, and then you climb up the stairs, and that's it. But as you reach up there, you see the train coming in, right? And um, overall, the ride is really good. I mean, it makes it look like it's a real train from one side, right? And... um, And I like the way they keep the cabins, um, what is it, um, I like the way they did it with the televised screens. I mean, you don't see outside at all, but, uh, those, they have those screens that take you from, like, Hogwarts to London and Diagon Alley, and, um, 
you know, it's just a it's just a great ride. I mean, you should definitely experience this. And it's very unique. No other transportation ride is like this. And it has a wait time. So I do consider this a ride. And um, overall, you should definitely try it out. Now, if you are claustrophobic, the cabins can be a bit tiny. Um, just a little bit. Um, there's enough space for eight people. So... So be prepared for that. Now we're coming into our top three. The, the third best ride here we have is the one and only Spider-Man. Now this ride, I love the whole story of it, right? And I love the ride technology. Excuse me. Um, And this ride is just... Pure amazement. You should definitely try this out whenever you can. It does get very popular though. And um, overall, love the ride vehicles. They look amazing. And, you know, it's basically Spider Man against everybody, and Spider Man wins. And the soundtrack is really good also, especially in like. At the beginning and the ending. And, um, and you know, it's just amazing. They put a lot of work into this. And on fun, fun fact, it was one of the most popular rides back when it opened. And a lot of people loved it. So, something that you should definitely experience when you can. Now, the next ride is going to be the incredible... Hulk. Now, these are the two of the best coasters of all of Islands of Adventure. Or, no, out of all of the Universal Parks. Now, the Hulk is, or I'll mention the other one later, but the Hulk is the only ride there that goes upside down. And as insane as it sounds, it has a lunch tunnel it goes through seven inversions. It goes up 67 miles per hour. And, you know, it's really good. Now, back when it first opened, it was just normal, basic B&M or sit-down coaster, which is a roller coaster company that made this. Um, right now, they put soundtrack into it, and just the different story of it is much better, in my opinion. And they make this ride so futuristic. And it's a, it's like a testing facility. And um, overall, it's just a, it's pure amazement for me. I want to rewrite it over and over and over again. But there are obstacles that prevent me. So with that being said, let's move on to, or and by the way, and this is the first ride you'll see when you get to Islands of Adventure. And many people are going to go on that. So be aware of it. And it does get popular throughout the day. Now, the last ride to mention is not only, the or the one and only, excuse me, Hagrid's Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Now, this ride, my goodness, it's really good. Now, would I compare this over the Hulk? I mean, in some cases, yes. 
I mean, I would prefer sometimes the Hulk over Hagrid's, but I think they should tie. They're both amazing. Now, I love the soundtrack of this. I like the story of it, and I love the launches, the turns that it provides, and it's a great story coaster. With um, Hagrid trying to give you a lesson, and then after getting sprayed by by this woman creature in that hut that you turn around in and like if it passes gas on you and then you start flying like crazy and that's when it starts going chaotic and it has a drop track you go backwards for a portion and then you go to the drop tracks in the indoor section and then that's when the best part of the ride comes in and that's when you launch 50 miles per hour now, it doesn't go that fast throughout the ride, but I wish they could keep that um, last part of the, with 50 miles per hour throughout the ride. But it's good the way it is. They put a lot of work into this, and for $300 million, it's worth a good ride. You should definitely check that out. And what makes this even better is that they provide a, a virtual line for it. So that's great. So those are my top 16 rides at Islands of Adventure. What do you guys think? Do you guys agree more? Do you guys disagree? Some rides you like more than others. I mean, what do you guys think? And um, let me know. Now, and that's all I have for this week. And next week we'll be talking um, the top favorites from the Universal side, and, and something else that we'll be mentioning, that we'll, we will be, I'll be mentioning later. So until then, guys, we'll see you next week. Hope you have a good one.